Hello, everyone. My name is Brennan Moore. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to A Larger World, presented by Page Turners They Would Not, my Star Wars podcast. Today we conclude the Star Wars sequel trilogy and indeed the nine-film Skywalker saga by discussing the score to The Rise of Skywalker. This is my favorite score of the sequel trilogy. Mostly because of one particular piece. We'll get there in a minute. So let's jump in. Now, in the previous two films in this trilogy, I had mentioned how I was a little disappointed with the opening Star Wars fanfare. In The Rise of Skywalker, I am impressed. I think they nailed that opening. Also, it has a slightly different sound. There's a little more bells in it than there were, I think, in any other version of the opening theme. So I really enjoy that. Then we start immediately with some pretty um, heavy music in a piece called Prologue, and also in a piece called Journey to Exegol. And this all plays during Kylo Ren finding the Wayfinder and traveling through that red maelstrom to Exegol. Some pretty impressive, heavy, ominous, big, pounding music. Also making use of Kylo Ren's theme and the Emperor's theme uh, quite well. And I think sets the stage quite well. And then we come to what I think is my favorite piece in the sequel trilogy. Besides Ray's theme. I should say. And that is a piece called The Rise of Skywalker. This piece plays at some interesting parts during the film. Firstly, it plays whenever Ray, Finn, and Poe are together and expressing their friendship, loyalty, and love for each other. It also plays during some of the more heroic moments at the end of the movie when the victory is won. So victorious moments and moments of friendship and love between our main trio. Then we get a piece called the old Death Star, which is Unfortunately, fairly unremarkable. And then we get one called the Speeder Chase, which is interesting. 
the speeder chase introduces a new heroic theme, which is, to my ears, a slight permutation of the resistance theme, March of the Resistance. Slightly, and it's a short little, uh, I think it's four notes, four or five notes, and it plays whenever our heroes succeed on the adventure on Pasana with the chase with the stormtroopers. The famous they fly now scene. Then we come to a piece called Destiny of a Jedi. This is a marvelous piece. It doesn't introduce anything new in terms of the music, but it uses Ray's theme. It uses Leia's theme. I think it uses Luke and Leia's theme. The Force theme and Yoda's theme are all together in this piece. This is when Luke is talking to Rey on the island on Octo. When she is at, has learned that she is a Palpatine. She lights fire to Kylo Ren's tie whisper. And she's going to throw the lightsaber away and then the spirit of Luke catches it. Now I need to make a slight comment on that scene. That moment, Ray looks at the lightsaber, kind of like Luke did at the end of The Force Awakens. Just like Luke did also at the beginning of The Last Jedi. And Ray, just like Luke, is going to chuck it away. But the spirit of Luke appears and catches the lightsaber. And tells Ray a Jedi should be more careful with her weapon. This is Luke's story come full circle. When he tossed away the lightsaber at the beginning of The Last Jedi. Now he's catching it because he has learned. Through the course of his journey not to casually throw away his destiny. And also, Ray throwing it away is a repeat of what Luke did, only this time there's someone there just like Yoda did for Luke. Luke is there to counsel Ray. Just like Yoda did to Luke, just like Ben did to Luke all those years ago. Ben Kenobi, I mean. So that is the reason behind that scene. So that's all I got to say there. Okay. So, but that piece, Destiny of a Jedi, is great because it makes use of all these classic Star Wars themes in a beautiful new way and also ends with, or not ends, but features quite prominently as Luke lifts the X-Wing out of the water for Rey, a reprise, note for note, of Yoda's theme. And not just Yoda's theme, 
but when Yoda lifted Luke's X-Ring out of the swamp on Dagobah 30 years before the events of The Rise of Skywalker. Absolutely beautiful, moving, emotional moment. So brilliantly showing Luke has now become the Yoda of this series. Absolutely marvelous. Okay. We are going to take a break to hear about our sponsor, and when we come back, we will continue discussing this score. See you in a minute. Okay, my Padawans, we are back. All right. Then we get a piece called Anthem of Evil. Which I believe uses a bit of Palpatine's theme, but also gives us these big declamatory, pounding, you know, choirs chanting ominous music. This plays, I believe, during the scenes with the Sith Eternal Cult. Which, by the way, I think this is the Eternal Cult is pretty cool. Okay. And so we got that. And it plays on Exegol a lot, too. Especially when Rey is facing down Palpatine in that weird arena. Then we get a piece called Fleeing from Kajimi, which doesn't particularly stand out to me. Then we get a piece called We Go Together. When Ray has determined to go find the Wayfinder in the Death Star wreckage, Leia cautions her not to. But Ray obstinately decides to go. Ray is planning on going alone. But Finn and Poe are going to come with her. Or, my mistake, there she is going to go to Pasana to find the clues that will lead her to the Wayfinder. She's going to go alone. But her friends decide to come with her. Rather obstinately, they do. But their loyalty and their love for Rey is apparent, and yet again we hear the Rise of Skywalker theme in this scene because of the friendship and loyalty and camaraderie that these three friends have, we get to hear this beautiful piece of music. Then we get Join Me, which is Kylo Ren trying to persuade Rey to join him. More more repeating of themes that we already know. And then we get a piece called They Will Come, which yet again plays the Rise of Skywalker theme. This is about the sending a signal out to get allies in the galaxy to come and help in the fight. Then we get a piece called The Final Saber Duel, 
Now, the lightsaber duel on the ruins of the Death Star between Kylo Ren and Rey is minimalistic in terms of music. In fact, there's not a lot of music during it. But this piece plays, particularly when Leia reaches out with a force to Ben. And also, in my opinion, Leia also used the force in her dying moment to conjure the memory of Han of Han Solo so that Ben could have closure with his father. So we get the music of Leia passing away. We get the music that plays during the scene between Ben and the memory of his father. And we get music there when when Kylo Ren, I should say, decides to cast off the mantle of Kylo Ren, throw away that lightsaber, and become Ben once again. In a repeat of the scene from The Force Awakens, only this time because Leia, in my opinion, had conjured that memory of Han, now it was giving Ben the opportunity to do that moment the way that he should have done in The Force Awakens. And then we get a piece. We get a piece called Battle of the Resistance, which is the music that takes place during the battle on Exegol, which has a lot to it. The the Resistance theme and is very big and very actiony and you know battle to end all battles kind of music. And then we get the piece called Approaching the Throne, which is Ray's showdown with Emperor Palpatine. Much use of the Anthem of Evil from earlier, Palpatine theme, Ray's theme, it's real big. It's real epic. But then, after the Emperor kind of immobilizes Ray, Ray reaches out, and all the Jedi that have come before speak through the force to her. She had been trying to reach them earlier in the film. When we first meet Rey at the beginning of The Rise of Skywalker, she's floating midair saying, be with me. She is trying to connect with the spirits of the Jedi that came before. And she didn't succeed. But in this moment, she does. As Ray looks up, as she's lying on her back and she sees up in the sky that the Emperor through the lightning is immobilizing the Resistance fleet and they're losing. By the way, the Emperor got this added power by sucking some of the dyad energy out of Ben and Ray. And then, of course, he knocks Ben into that big pit and knocks out Ray. 
But then Ray communes with the spirits of all the Jedi. And all their strength, including the strength of Anakin, comes into Ray. She stands up and faces down the Emperor. And he basically says, you can't beat me. I am all the Sith. And Ray says, and I am all the Jedi. And crossing Luke and Leia's sabers, she deflects Palpatine's lightning back onto him, killing him. For good, I hope. And that is the piece the Force is with you. The next piece is called Farewell. When Ben climbs out of the hole, sees that Ray has died because of the explosion from when Palpatine was extinguished. But Ben, now redeemed, now righteous, gives his life to bring Ray back and heals her at the cost of his own life. A great sacrifice made by someone who would now learn to be selfless and not selfish. Ray comes back alive. Ray and Ben share a kiss. Ben passes into the Force. Then we get a piece called Reunion, which is the triumphant return of all the Resistance heroes to the base on Agent Kloss. And a reprise of many themes. Yoda theme, the Force theme, Ray's theme, the Rise of Skywalker theme. So many wonderful moments of emotion to be felt there. And then we get a piece called A New Home. Ray travels to Tatooine. Not her new home. But a new home in that she finds her home by embracing the name Skywalker. After paying respects at the Lars homestead, Ray buries Luke and Leia's sabers in the sand. An old woman passes by and asks Ray, Who are you? Ray says, I'm Ray, and the woman says, Ray who? Ray turns and looks, and who there is there but the spirits of Luke and Leia? And Ray says, Skywalker. The music in this piece, starting out very simply and beautifully as she visits the home, ending with the triumphant acceptance of who she is, who she chooses to be, and staring off into the twin suns just as Luke did so long ago. Beautiful piece, which brings us to the end of The Rise of Skywalker. And then the piece called Finale, which involves the end credits and all that stuff. So there we are. The end of The Rise of Skywalker. And the end of the music of this marvelous score.
This is my favorite score of the sequel trilogy. The Rise of Skywalker is the piece called The Rise of Skywalker. It's so beautiful. It was the reason why I was in tears at the end of the movie, with joy, I should say. I cried with joy at this movie. I was so moved. And that piece was probably one of the biggest contributing factors. And it's because of that piece, as well as the way that this movie uses old themes, is why this is my favorite sequel film score. Not my favorite score of the new Disney era. We'll get to that in the upcoming weeks. But my favorite of the sequel trilogy. Bravo, Maestro John Williams. Thank you for everything you've done. And that brings us to the end of the scores composed by John Williams. Thank you, Maestro John. Your six Academy Award nominations for the course of the Star Wars Skywalker saga are well-deserved. Thank you for everything you brought, including your little cameo as the bartender Oma Tress on Kajimi. Thank you, Maestro John. Thank you, George Lucas, for hiring him. Thank you, the great directors, writers, producers, and editors who have played a part in helping John Williams compose such marvelous music. Thank you to all the musicians who were part of it. This legacy that John Williams leaves behind in Star Wars will never be duplicated and will go down in history some of the greatest movie scores of all time. So those are my thoughts on the Rise of Skywalker score. Let me know what you think. And we'll be back next week to continue with more of the scores of Star Wars. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And thank you for tuning in to A Larger World presented by Page Turners They Were Not my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.